0: up nerds and welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerd with your three favorite fat nerds that's right it's time for the flagship three fat nerds podcast better known as three fn and as always we are coming to you from the 8122 production studios at dragon master games i am your host rich And uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. We are down a nerd. We are down one nerd because Ron cannot be with us tonight. Uh, He's not feeling well. He's under the weather, so uh, we wish him well to get well soon. Hopefully, he'll be back for next next week's program. But... I still have the man that doesn't need an introduction, but yet needs the longest introduction in all of podcasting, ladies and gentlemen, hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang, and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He is the man, the myth, and the legend rolled up into one jolly old ginger-bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you diesel. We're all going to be under the weather in about six hours. Oh, -oh, yes, that's right. Here in uh, the uh, upstate New York 607 region, we are going to get snowmageddon because winter can't be over uh and uh once again i'm making a joke taking light of it but uh six to ten inches yeah. that, that's what i heard so that's not too horrible for uh, uh the upstate region i know if you're from somewhere where it doesn't snow a lot that sounds like a lot but for us that's not a ton but it's just um it's going to be a nuisance with tomorrow's driving to work and of course two nights drive around because everybody's out driving like idiots even though the snow hasn't started as of the recording of this show because we record obviously on mondays <laughs> uh it's crazy though but with that being said diesel how has been your week how is your easter and everything else
1: been a good week uh been a busy week did all my work at my normal job and did a lot of work over here at dragon master games um we had 19 teams for the two-headed giant commander tournament so saturday was a really busy day and then just had a really nice easter spent it with my dad and my stepmother one of my stepsisters and her kids it was a good day it was a good time
0: Yes, yes. Um, you know, I had a good week as well. Worked. Uh, you know, we got to get. I got, I got to get out of town on uh, uh, Saturday. We went up to visit the promoters of Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Uh, we we're friends with them, so we went up and had a, a nice little uh, dinner with them. Had a great time. Of course, Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August twenty sixth and twenty seventh at the Vernon Downs Casino in Vernon, New York. Get your tickets at sci fi dot uh, but yeah, it was a good time. We're just had chit chatting, it was good. And then Easter happened. And, uh, if you want to know all about that drama, patreon.com slash 8122 productions, because you know, Hey, that's what we do. And, uh, outside of that, although I'm not complaining, I still a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of good times. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I I can't complain about the week. It was nice and easy peasy lemon squeezy. And, of course, I hope all of you out there listening also had a wonderful week. And if you celebrated the Easter holiday, I hope you had a wonderful Easter as well. If you didn't celebrate, I just hope your week was amazing and fantastic and everything you hoped and wished it would be. And, of course, as always, we have a decent-sized show for you. I want to give you a show note before I go any further originally in the 3fn movie club review we were going to be doing everywhere anywhere all at once everything 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 everywhere all at once i know i keep messing it up i partially on purpose (laughs) it's kind of like you with the spider-man thing but uh partially not on purpose we were going to be reviewing that but unfortunately myself and diesel could not get out to see the movie on sunday uh, because we're going to go easter sunday but dinners ran late and of course ron is not with us and he did see the movie so we are going to put that off uh just we're going to probably just do a special episode with it because i'm planning on going to see it on tuesday diesel may may or may not come but I either way i'm going to see it to tuesday so i will throw something out there but instead we are going to celebrate uh with an easter movie the homage to easter so this week in the 3fn movie club review we will be doing the classic kevin smith movie mall rats And yes, it is an Easter film. It is 100% an Easter film. We'll talk about that later. But there is a little change. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bait and switch everybody. Unfortunately, shit just didn't go to plan. That uh, defines my weekend in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said... There it goes. But before we go any further, I do want to give you those opening plugs. And, of course, that means if you would like to say hello to us, give us a movie you would like us to review at some point in Juncture or just, you know, you know, pitch some idea that you have or anything else. You can hit us up on social media, 3FatNerdsPodcast on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at 3FatNerdsPod on Twitter and Insta- Instagram and TikTok. Of course, use that hashtag 3FNPod whatever talking about the show. Uh, For all information about the shows, including not just this show, but 607TWS, Horror Zone 607, and so much more, you can go to our website, 8122productions.com. You can find all that great information there as well as information about friends of the show, like Sci-Fi Horror Fest, like the Ocho Dora Parley Hour podcast, like bands that help contribute their music to the show, including the band that provides us with our theme song that you hear each and every week, and that's our good friend Shout at the Robots. Check them out in the music section. Of course, there's also links to the T Public Store if you'd like to buy yourself some swag and uh, hook us up with a little bit of devski And of course, there's the, uh, if you really want to hook us up, monetarily, patreon.com, slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. That link is also in the on the website and also on the website is the link to the twitch channel twitch.tv slash 607 podcast where every monday night at 8 p.m eastern standard time we come to you with uh 607 tws the show where myself and ken m from the Otoduro duro parlay hour podcast talk all things pro wrestling note this week because of the snowstorm that we mentioned a minute ago we are not doing 607 TWS on its normal time this week instead it will be coming to you wednesday april 20th at 6 p.m eastern standard time on twitch.tv 607 podcast just make sure you write it in there and of course make sure you're following us on twitch not just for the wrestling but we do movie nights and everything else including coming up on april 30th at 9 p.m eastern standard time on the twitch channel we are going to be going through live for the three fat nerds Fourth year anniversary hookstore eleganza. Ah, you're not going to want to miss that. It's going to be a ton of fun. You don't know what special guests will drop in. And we will be talking Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. And to answer the question that was asked, yes, the original Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory.
1: Oh, I was under the assumption this was a Johnny Depp one.
0: No, no, no. That's Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. No, we shan't be doing that one. We will be doing Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. And uh, more about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. You don't know, know who will stop by. I have an idea of who's stopping by. But as we get closer, we'll worry about that. Make sure you're following us over on Twitch is the most important part. But if you forget anything that I just listed, it is in the liner notes of this show with a hyperlink. There it is, Diesel. We're coming to the end of the plugs, the opening plugs. Yeah, so six oh seven TWS Wednesday, six p.m. Eastern Standard Time because of Snowmageddon. Well before we get into this week's edition of the nerd news we have some sad news and we like to just get that right out of the way and unfortunate news because i feel like this year has been just a kick in the dick diesel it's like one after another after another after another and we thought it was bad because we thought 2021 claimed a lot and you know just at the end they, they played the villain and took betty white from us yep but 2022 has kicked us in the dick repeatedly (laughs) and add another name as famed comedian and actor gilbert godfrey has passed away at the age of 67 actor jason alexander shared the news on his twitter account with the message gilbert godfrey made me laugh at times when laughter did not come easily what a gift i did not know him well but i loved what he shared with me my best wishes and sympathy to his family hashtag r.i.p. Gilbert Gottfried after that uh, fellow comedian editor Emery Emery also shared a message and so on and so forth there was just tons of outpour of course from it uh eventually his uh, official twitter account uh, confirmed his death uh stating uh the death was due to illness uh It listed as we are heartbroken to announce the passing of our beloved Gilbert Godfrey after a long illness. The family statement reads, in addition to being the most iconic voice in comedy, Gilbert was a wonderful husband, brother, friend, and father to his two young children. Although today is a sad day for all of us, please keep laughing as loud as possible in Gilbert's honor. Love the Godfrey family. Uh, Of course, man. Aside from his early years as a stand-up comic, Gilbert Gottfried was also known for his signature voice, which helped him rise as a prominent voice actor for television commercials and animated TV shows and movies. Some of his TV appearances included Saturday Saturday Night Live, The Cosby Show, Married with Children, and Night Court. Gilbert lent his voice to animated projects such as Aladdin, The Ren and Stimpy Show, Duckman, Superman, the animated series, The Fairly Odd Parents, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, SpongeBob, SquarePants, and many more. Perhaps Godfrey's most iconic roles came as the voice of Liago, the parrot in Aladdin, and the Aflac duck in TV commercials. Godfrey talked to RogerEbert.com about the creative control he was allowed when voicing Liago. Uh, I'm not going to read through that whole statement. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we remember from tons of stuff, including... Uh, one of my personal favorites, Beverly Hills Cop, the original yep. Beverly Hills Cop he was in, which was fucking amazing. He was also uh, in the Problem Child series.
1: That's where I remember him
0: from the most vividly. Like as being like an actual actor. Yeah. I mean, his voice, we, we, we know. I mean, I think Liago was probably his number one voicing, oh, yeah. with the exception of the Affleck duck, which most most people knew he was the Affleck duck. Mm-hmm. But I also, because I'm a big Sando fan, as I got older, Witnessed a lot of his stand up because uh, I, I love stand up comedy and stand up comedians. So he was a, an insanely hilarious comedian. Uh, sometimes a little too real for the room. <sighs> Uh, you know the the quote too soon was probably <laughs> wrote for Gilbert Godfrey and for good reasons uh, I mean he did once get in trouble uh, right after nine eleven for making a, a joke about how uh, I think it was like a week or two after yeah. and he said that uh, he uh, had a red-eye flight to LA They had a layover at the Empire State Building later that night. Yeah um, So people got on him and then there was the joke that we won't re- repeat that cost him his aflac uh, duck uh, appearance so Uh, I mean, he's controversial at times, but just a really funny and overall good human being. Uh, Diesel, uh, anything else you remember about Gilbert Gottfried?
1: Yeah, my most vivid memories was of renting Problem Child 1 and 2 all the time. And I loved his character as just, just a dick. But he was always a great, great actor that would always piss off my parents somehow. Like they hated his
0: voice. And I think that's what made me love him even more. Yeah. Oh, man. I loved I loved, uh, I, I loved everything the dude did. Uh, I always laughed and thought it was funny when he was off. Of course, also for those of us old enough to remember, he was the original host of USA's Up All yep. Night. Uh, I remember that as a kid because they would play like cheesy action films and kung fu films and, of course, horror movies that I loved. And at the time, I loved to only partially watch, especially on TV. Yeah. Uh, but it was always hilarious to see him on there. Of course, he got replaced by Ronda Shear yep. eventually. But uh, it was cool to have him on there for a good long period of time. Man, lots of cool stuff. I don't know how else to say it, but, uh, man, uh, Gilbert Godfrey, 67. You know, I, there was a time in my life when I was like, 67 is pretty old. Now that I'm pushing on 40, Diesel, I'm like, 67 is real young. Yeah. And uh, it, it definitely sucks. Definitely another kick in the dick to this year. Uh, you know, now we've lost, you know, a trifecta of great comedians. Yep. Him, Bob Saget, and, of course, Norm MacDonald. Uh, So I I can only imagine the party that there is up at the pearly gates currently Uh, An interesting group of people also so that that's awesome And there was a picture floating around right after he passed away of the three of them So, you know, hey, it's kind of interesting and intriguing But uh, once again kind of a kick in the dick Uh, Condolences to the family, friends, and fans Which we are amongst of Gilbert Godfrey In honor, we are going to give a moment of silence before we continue time for this week's nerd news. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah, ta, ta. You know, as long as we've been doing this now, four years plus, because we're we're horrible at announcing our, like, you know, we have the extravaganza coming up on the 30th, but we've, the four-year anniversary already happened. And thank you to the ODPH (laughs) for giving that a shout out on the week that it happened. Uh, I mean, I did know because the payment always comes out of the account, but, uh, you know, but in the four years, I have never been able to figure out quite the place to put the obituary section. Because no matter what, it sucks to come back, but you have to come back from it. So I figure it's always like, it's like the for me, it's always been the Band-Aid. Thing, you know, just put it on there, rip it off.
1: So if it's something that I caused, then you put it in the middle of the new segment.
0: So we can have fun with it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, But you know what it is is I feel like it's like The band-aid philosophy Just rip it off That's why I always do it Now in the beginning Have the little moment Of signs and continue on But it always does suck To have to continue on After bad news But it even sucks If you put it at the end Because then there's the gap And then the break And then you come back And you have to still Do the same fucking thing So man It's still Hopefully Hopefully uh, We can have A couple weeks Without anything major Going down in that aspect But uh, you know what The gods were shining down On us Diesel And I would like to say The gods You know like Odin And Loki and Thor in particular were shining down on us today because usually you hear us say that uh, after we record, there's always 100% chance. If you would like your trailer to come out after we record, either later after we record that same day or the next day when the show comes out, there will always be... A big blockbuster television show, movie show, whatever trailer dropping. So if you really want to know what's coming out, just listen to the show because it'll be the following week when we'll finally be able to talk about it. Trust me, there's a trailer this week that says the same. But mind you, I said the gods were shining down on us because Marvel dropped the trailer for Thor Love and Thunder today. Today, this afternoon, this morning technically, so we could talk about it this week. It's amazing. We've been waiting for this one for a long time finally hit is upon us and we got the much awaited trailer for thor love and thunder before we dive into uh the uh different things to do with this movie diesel i know you got a chance to see it i had a chance to see it i'm gonna go to you first how did you feel about the trailer for thor love and thunder
1: love the trailer love that they use guns and roses for it uh it didn't give too much away but gave enough away where you're just like oh i got questions Like, I cannot wait. It looks great. We got Fat Thor again. We we were talking in the car. Your idea, they need to have the Rocky montage. I hope they have a Rocky montage. They They show
0: him working out as Fat Thor to lose the weight. I'm hoping that we get a a Rocky montage to finish that up. Because I think that would be epic. And it would fit into this world.
1: Yep. And then, you know, the reveal that, you know, we're going to see a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy in this, which is great. Uh, One of my big takeaways and uh, questions is, well, we know Gamora's not around because of the aftermath of Endgame.
0: Does uh, Quill have a thing for Mantis now? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, we do know that uh, Korg is back. Cool. So that's always good to see. Uh, we got to see Valkyrie as well in the trailer briefly. So, I mean, it's, it's working around. I'm with you. I like the fact that they did not give a ton away, but still kind of went at the beak, letting you know the Guardians are there, letting you know that they're not just ignoring Fat Thor. Fat Thor is back in a way. And then, of course, uh, we got the final reveal, which we knew was coming, but I loved how they saved it to the end with the building with the uh, Sweet Child of mine playing, and we get. The reveal of Natalie Portman as Thor. Yep. Because remember, Natalie Portman is playing Thor in this movie as well. Yep. Interesting world. Mjolnir's back. You know, it's it's interesting. Yeah. So probably going to uh, they're probably waiting
1: on why they dropped this trailer until now because you know um, Doctor Strange is coming out
0: shortly, and I think that's going to answer how we got all this going on again. Hopefully (laughs) well, I mean some of it was uh, explained through going back in time for endgame Some of it's been explained probably with the multiverse thing I'm kind of curious how the multiverse stuff affected this because this is in the timeline. This is after the multiverse. Yeah, so, I don't know. We're going to find out soon enough. Of course, uh, the director of the movie is, of course, Taika Waititi himself. Uh, the cast of Thor, Love and Thunder, is, of course, uh, out there. Chris Hebsworth returns as Thor. Natalie Portman is back as Jane Foster, a.k.a. Thor, as well. Tessa Thompson is back as Valkyrie. Jamie Alexander's back as Lady Sig. And uh, some of the Guardians of the Galaxy stars are expected to appear in the movie, as we saw. Actually, it's all the Guardians of the Galaxy, with the exception of Gamora, was shown in the trailer. Uh, what we did not see in the trailer... Is that uh, Christian Bale will be playing Gore, the God God Butcher, as the villain of this movie. Yep. And I'm glad we didn't get to see him in the first trailer. I thought that was really cool. And also, Russell Crowe will be featured in the film. Uh, And the actor revealed last April that he will be playing Zeus. Okay, okay, yeah. So, Russell Crowe will be playing Zeus. Uh, There is some people who believe that Hercules will make an appearance in this movie because of the Zeus tie-in. Possibly. Possibly. But I'm not about speculation. I'm just excited for what we got today how excited are you on a scale of one to ten for uh, thor love and thunder all right so the first part of the trailer i was at about
1: a nine and a half and then once you got the the reveal at the very end with jane foster thor oh it's 27 would
0: you <laughs> would you say that you filled the cup we've we shot through the back of the cup <laughs> I, i'm gonna tell you this i gave
2: i gave it a uh, a tan a tan a fucking tan
0: that's right. That's where my excitement level is for Thor: Love and Thunder. Of course, we have to wait a little bit longer. Not too long though. July eighth, Thor: Love and Thunder will hit the theaters. Hopefully, nothing comes up to change that because I, my heart can't take that. <laughs> my heart cannot take uh, a pushback of this movie. Cannot wait to see it. Uh, of course, speaking of the trailer that got away from us last week, you know, sticking to the norm, that of course was Netflix dropped the first major trailer, not a teaser. But the first major trailer for Stranger Things Season 4. Uh, Diesel, you just saw, the right before we went in, you just re-watched it. I've watched it a bunch of times. Yep. We're going to start with you, obviously, again. What did you think about the full-length trailer for Stranger Things Season 4? So I'm not entirely caught up with
1: Stranger Things. After seeing this trailer, it was a great job of the trailer. That's my next show I'm going to watch and get caught up before the release date. Um... It looked phenomenal, and I can't believe how far the show has actually come, because the
0: first season was really good, but visually, this trailer looked amazing. Oh, dude, this trailer is great. Talk about music in a trailer. Both of these, both Thor, Love, and Thunder, <laughs> and this hit a home run with, with trailer music, because, of course, we got Journeys. Um... A separate ways as our song i almost gave it the wrong name but yeah. it was separate ways by journey uh anytime you throw journey in a trailer you got me you have me at hello you know if you get that reference you, you're probably old like me uh but yeah i i was super impressed with this i loved by the way super creepy looking uh, robert england in the trailer oh. a little brief stint of him but yeah. you got it you got all the the fan favorites i love how separate ways not only ties in uh as a great song to play during anything kind of has that nice Synth beat that makes it kind of eerie, especially the way they were playing it. They pulled some of it back So the synth was uh, kind of creeper, but it explains where we are now Everybody went their separate ways all the uh, the 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 kids are in different places Uh, Of course, you know harbor is is a prison or a prisoner from the Russians Uh, You know, so there's this whole thing in in having to come back together And I think that that was a really cool because obviously the song was used for mood, but also to tie into the story. Yeah. Of course, uh, to bring everybody up to speed who uh, might have forgotten after season three or not caught up like Diesel. Uh, Here is what the uh, Netflix says for the description of season four is. It's been six months since the battle of Starcourt, which brought terror and destruction to Hawkins. Struggling with the aftermath, our group of friends are separated for the first time and navigating the complexities of high school hasn't made things any easier. In this most vulnerable time, a new and horrifying supernatural threat surfaces, presenting a gruesome mystery that, if solved, might finally put an end to the horrors of the Upside Down. Of course, Stranger Things was created by the Duffer bro- the Duffer Brothers for Netflix. Uh, it stars Winona Ryder. Ry- bleh, wow, I, it's easy for me to say Winona Ryder, <laughs> David Harbour, Finn Wolfhard, Millie Bobby Brown, Gatton Mazzaro, Caleb McLaughlin, Noah Schnapp, uh, Sadie Sink, Natalia Dreyer, Charlie Heaton, and many more. I could go on forever because we have a whole list. And of course, Stranger Things will be starting on May the twenty seventh for the first part of season four, and then the second part, second half of season four, will drop on July first so they split in half what we talked about earlier there is rumors that these are going to be longer episodes also than what they were i know you're going to get caught up and watch it are you excited to how excited on a scale of one to ten are you for stranger things season four yeah we're, we're at nine again with this i cannot wait um yeah the trailer looks so good i mean I, i'd hate to be the one to do it twice
2: i gave it a uh, a ten a ten a fucking ten
0: I'm out of 10. I, I, I'm so excited Season three was probably one of the greatest seasons of any television show in my opinion, And uh, I like how they're setting this up already, and it, it can only go. I, I think this is going to go out on an awesome bang, if you will. Uh, you know, we talked about this last week on the 607 TWS, but we only messaged it, Matt, uh, we only mentioned it in passing here on the Three Fat Nerds podcast, and I am talking about the merger. And I'm doing air quotes diesel the merger of Discovery in Warner Media and of course uh, Discovery reportedly bought Warner Media for 25 billion dollars Which includes HBO Max in the entire channel slate of Warner Media and all their holdings including Warner Brothers uh, allegedly uh, It's gonna be uh, Warner Brothers uh, Discovery or Discovery Warner Brothers is gonna be the new name going forward possibly and all that's gonna get sorted out however what matters to the nerd show, ladies and gentlemen, is not what's going to happen with AEW because of this. It's not what's going to happen with all other television programming and everything else for Warner or any other contracts with them. What is most important to us, of course, is what? Wait for it. Comic book movies, right? In particular, if they own Warner Brothers, they own what, Diesel? That'd be the great. Detective Comics. That's right. They are going to order that up and it's and we are believing that they are trying to make big moves because as reported by ComicBook.com uh, following the Discovery merger Warner Brothers Pictures, new bosses are reportedly looking to hire a Kevin Fahey-esque figure for its DC Films division. With Discovery's acquisition of Warner Media complete, the new bosses of Warner Brothers Pictures are reportedly looking to find DC Films' very own version of Marvel Studios Kevin Fahey. According to Variety, sources say that David Zaslov, CEO of the newly combined warner brothers discovery so that's where it is and his top leadership plan to overhaul dc films and have been toying with the idea of turning dc into its own solidified content vertical apparently before the merger was finalized zaslav vetted candidates in attempt to find someone to serve as a creative and strategic czar similar to what marvel has in kevin fahey variety says that one candidate was emma watts who previously served as president of production at the 20th Century uh, Studios and motion picture president at Paramount. That said, it does not appear as though Watts will take the DC job. Furthermore, one source claims that Zaslav was less interested in finding a creative guru and more interested in finding someone who has had the type of business background needed to keep all the different factions at DC working more harmoniously. What do you think about that, Diesel? Emma uh, Watts isn't for you. I
1: got nothing going on. Hire me. I'm a nerd.
0: Hire Diesel? <laughs>
1: what do you know about DC Comics, Diesel? Uh, enough to keep the bad characters out of the movies. We're going to strip down the franchises. We're going to probably keep 50% of the stars that are in the roles, and we're just going to rehaul everything.
0: Um, I mean, I'd be a fan of that. I'm just gonna say uh, no matter what I think we're gonna get a big rehaul here yeah. I like the idea. I mean they're they've kind of that's what Marvel kind of did Overall between the comic books and the and the movie division uh, Recently well in the last couple years of course the MCU is kind of is, is, is a different category from the comics But at the same time now they're kind of all under the Kevin Fahey umbrella, yeah. so to speak So it kind of makes more sense and I think that that would be very smart for DC to copy. And I, I and sometimes copy is a bad word, but listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you're looking at your competitor who is making probably easily 10 times the amount, if not more, than you are in every fucking outing. Yeah. I think this is a good time to copy. You know, That's just my opinion. Do you see anything wrong with that logic? Not
1: at all. You just spent $25 billion, a few good movies in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe-esque style. We'll get you back probably a quarter of it within three years.
0: Well, with that being said, we always uh, we have one more piece of business, and we always like to end on a fun one, Diesel. And I know, it's been beat to death. This whole Chris Rock, Will Smith saga, the whole Jadis thing. Don't worry, we're not going to go to that level. But we are going to revisit it because, ahem. <clears throat> Chris Rock's younger brother, Kenny, is more than willing to get in the ring with Will Smith over his now infamous slap at the 2022 Academy Awards. At a press event announcing his signing with Celebrity Boxing, Kenny Rock responded to a question from TMZ asking whether he thinks his brother and Will Smith should go toe-to-toe as well. No, they shouldn't, but I should get in the ring with Will Smith. He said, when challenged on whether he could beat Smith, Kenny replied, yes, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He declined to make a statement directly to Smith, simply saying, I'll let the hands do the talking. Uh, there you go. So Kenny Rock wants a piece of uh, Will Smith. How you feeling about Will Smith versus Kenny Rock?
1: Oh, wow. Kenny Rock's just a fucking clout chaser. Get your own <laughs> fucking career, boy. Uh, no. Nah, I, I don't get it. Like, I understand, like, everyone's just trying to attach on, but, like, if I was Chris Rock, I
0: would Chris Rock the fuck out of my
1: younger brother right now.
0: Well, you know, I, I, but I kind of understand. I kind of understand for your brother, you know, worrying about you and, and, and wanting to be there. And, I mean, usually it's the big brother's job to do that. But Kenny Rock, Kenny Rock giving him credit, has been very... uh uh outspoken about this of course he came to his defense right away and said uh he should have been escorted out of there talking about smith right after it happened at the oscars uh he also went on to say i hold them accountable for that he could have went up there and did anything you wanted to my brother it could have been much worse than what he did uh kenny admitted he watched the footage over and over saying it eats at me watching it because you've seen a loved one being attacked and there's nothing you could do about it so it sounds like his brother's about that life bro I just want to throw that out there.
1: To be fair, if this if this happened in my family. Oh, I am slowing
0: it down and making a gif of it and laughing nonstop. All right, I need you to be the guru because we don't have coach and Ken M, chime in when you hear this. Where 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 would you put the odds, Kenny Rock versus Will Smith, if you had to, if you were uh, in tr- control of the book in Vegas? So I don't. I'm going in sight unseen on Kenny
1: Rock. I don't think I've ever seen him. Dude, Will Smith can be jack. So if this is coming off of you know like Independence Day seventeen or Men in Black forty three and or Bad Boys seventeen, I, I gotta give it to Will
0: Smith. I mean, I'm gonna say this: if this was a younger Will Smith with a fire in his belly that wasn't emasculated, I I, I would say that I would favor Will Smith in this. But we're talking about Will Smith, who's obviously going through some mental health issues and such lately. Uh, he didn't even want that fire with August Alcina, who is now writing a book yeah. about his quote-unquote entanglement. Uh, I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah. Uh, so if he doesn't want the smoke with him, you know, I just don't think he wants to smoke with anybody other than smacking Chris Rock, who is smaller than
1: him. I mean, if, if, Kenny, if Kenny Rock is like Kevin Hart size,
0: oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I, I would actually give it to Will Smith, hands down. I don't know if he... I I think Kevin Rock could smoke Will Smith. I'm just throwing it out there. Probably, but... Kevin Hart's in good shape. But we're not talking about Kevin Hart here. I'm just saying, if if he's Kevin, if he's built like Kevin Hart, I'm just saying, Kevin Hart's in, he's kind of Jack for his little frame. You looking up what Kenny Rock looks like? Is that yeah, what you're doing?
1: oh yeah, no, 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 this is straight up uh, Kenny Rock. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> oh
0: no, dude, Kenny Rock is way bigger than Chris.
1: He looks like an extra in The Wire. <laughs> dude,
0: dude, Kenny Rock way bigger than Chris. Yeah, Rock. I just want to throw that out there. I, I, okay, I, I, once again, Kenny Rock's winning in this fight. Will Will, as acting as not your agent, but could be your agents don't take, fight, yeah, don't take that fight you ain't you ain't winning bro it's that that scene for rocky you can't win that's uh-huh. that's right that's right he's gonna clubber laying. he's gonna clubber laying you and then he's gonna be fucking jada i'm just throwing it out there Ugh. remember because that that's what clubber said hey when you're ready to get with a real man come 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 look me up oh man you don't want you don't want that smoke will smith <laughs> stay at home but i had to have a little fun there because kenny rock wants that smoke With that being said, that's going to do it for this week's edition of The Nerd News. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back from that break, we are going to talk all things Nerd and Diesel's movie triple stuff. He's going to bring you the box office. He's going to bring you the upcoming films. And of course, he's going to bring you this week's top three. And then right after that, we are going to do 3 FN Movie Club Review of the Easter classic Mallrats right after this break.
3: Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual Livestream for the Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in, And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference.
1: Welcome back to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Kind of a slow week in the box office this week. Coming in at number five with $5.7 million, Father Stew. Uh, number four this week, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once with $6.2 million, uh, which is weird because it's been on the list for four weeks, but it only got a wide release this week, so it's only counting this week as the... Uh, yeah, it's strange. Week. Number three, The Lost City with another $6.5 million. Jeez, that's still sticking around? Yep. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 comes in at number two with another $30 million. Good for them. Yep. And then I know they were disappointed with the
0: opening week, but
1: debuting at number one, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore with $43 million.
0: I mean, it's kind of di- I would say this. It's kind of disappointing when you're looking at some of the other blockbusters now starting to come back at over $100 okay. million, and you couldn't pull that off. Hell, Sonic beat it.
3: Like no, the yeah. first week of Sonic yeah. beat that.
0: Yeah. D- almost doubled it. I mean, there's a lot of controversy and everything going on with that movie though. So, you know, it is what it is. I will say this. I did hear an interesting argument out there in the uh, the, the the internets about the fact that people always complain about wanting original content and then uh, the, the the new movie, the everywhere, anywhere all at once movie, is got like high praise. High critical appraise. I I haven't seen it. Once again, we were going to review it this week, but we will give you a special episode of it this this week after we see it because just with the holiday and everything out of the way. But uh, I will say that uh, they were like, but it's not making much money in the box office. And that proves the point that, you know, why we keep getting shit fucking sequels, which we've said on this show for a long time, is because people gobble that shit up and they don't go to see the new Brave Things. It's just like last night in soho i thought it was a phenomenal movie but because it wasn't you know your cookie cutter movie a lot of people didn't go see it it made its money back yeah. thankfully but a lot of people didn't go to see it, even though i thought it was a very good movie and this seems to be falling in that category as well devil's advocate though sometimes we get original
1: movies that they think are going to be big and they suck a dick moonfall ambulance how
0: how original was moonfall or ambulance like their directors make those same fucking movies over and over again so i would say they're not original so i would say that sometimes you get a cookie cutter movie that doesn't exactly do what it's supposed to do but for the most part like you know we're gonna have fast and the furious 48 oh thank god (laughs) <laughs> and meanwhile some of the more artsy movies that you like in particular that are really good and why people are like well why is this movie uh, nominated for an oscar We're not saying that the academy awards are an end-all be-all but sometimes some of the better movies are that's where they're they, they live because they they do award originality right. one of the things that i don't take away from from the academy awards is i i do agree with the the fact that they should award originality and they kind of do in a right. way uh not all the time but in a way they do and And in this case, it's it's one of those things where every, you know, everywhere, we're just going to shorten it down to the everywhere thing, has been getting praised across the board critically. It's high on Rotten Tomatoes. Every critic appraisal, I mean, I can't wait to see it myself. And once again, here we are, like, eh, it's only made $6 million on its opening wide week. And if you add up probably the $6 million it probably made when it was like less wide, it was like 12 million or so.
1: No, actually, it's got seventeen and a uh, point seven. Okay, so, so I'm, I'm a
0: little, yeah. I'm a, I'm a little low, but still, I'm just saying, like seventeen is yeah. not a lot yeah, for yeah. a movie that is getting literally rave reviews. Meanwhile, you know, you have, you have, a, you know, some other movies that aren't as good, and I'm not taking any shots at any particular franchises, Fast and Furious, but uh, you know, it, it, and they just keep trudging along, especially because you can some of those movies you can sell to China because let's be honest, Fast and the Furious lives its life because man. The Chinese moviegoers love Fast and the Furious movies. It made, what, was it double what it made in the States there? The last
1: one? It's fucking insane. But I just want to point out that there is justice because Ambulance, when it debuted, only got 8.7 and it was no longer in the top five. (laughs)
0: dude oh man i I, michael bay couldn't do it couldn't do it even with my unlimited pass couldn't do it just gonna throw that out there but we got some big news because we got some good movies coming out this week yep uh coming out
1: this week april 22nd we have the unbearable weight of massive talent by the way that will be the 3fn movie
0: club review next week we are all going to see that nice and then uh also the Northman debuts this week uh, I will be going to see. That. I don't know if Diesel will be going or not, but uh, I will be going to see it. So I will be doing a bonus review on that. So don't, don't do not fret. I'm going to see because that movie looks badass to me. That's uh, right up my alley. <laughs> and then also this week, the Bad Guys. And then, I, I thought that looked cute. Yeah, yeah. That was the cartoon one, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, I thought that looked cute. That was uh, that would be something I would take one of my 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 little nieces and nephews to mm. see. And then the following week on
1: uh, April 29th, we have
0: Hatching, Memory, and Firebird. Memory and Firebird. Firebird. that's a badass name. Yeah. I don't know what the movie's about, but it's such a badass name. <laughs> with that being said though, Diesel it is now time for this week's top three. So what is the uh 3FN top three this week? This week is your top three spoof or parody movies. Ah man, this there's so many to draw from. Like, dude, like we were just sitting here and I'm like, man, I could list <laughs> off a million. I'm gonna go with my three favorites though. Uh, and, and actually, they're all going to be kind of a franchise. There are some movies in the franchise that I didn't like too much, but still, I'm going to go with it. So my number three is the Scary Movie franchise. Yep. Uh, not all of them were great, but the first three for sure were really good, yeah. and uh, they had some hit or miss spots after that, but uh, Scary Movies, uh, you know, if I had to pick my favorite, personally, I always like Scary Movie 2 the best, even though Scary Movie, the first one, was really good as well. Uh, number two on my list is going to be The Airplane. Yep. airplane only had a sequel so i still call it a franchise but airplane and airplane 2 i don't think you could remake those movies now Ooh. not at all but uh they're hilarious i love them uh st- starting st- starring the late great leslie nielsen mm-hmm. uh fucking amazing like c- you can't say enough great things about it ironically enough that leaves my number one and that would be the naked gun franchise yep Oh, my God. I love the Naked Gun franchise. Once again, Leslie Nielsen back. Uh, O.J. Simpson. The juice is loose. The juice is loose all over uh, those. Oh, my gosh. Such great movies. If you've never seen the Naked Gun movies, I really highly, highly. Uh, so, so that's my top three.
1: All right. My number three is a franchise as well, and it's the Austin Powers franchise. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Some of them not so great, but some of them I've had the biggest belly laughs during. Really enjoyed these movies as a spoof on you know the the espionage type movies Uh, number two we are going to go with bring it on the cheerleading movie with kirsten dunst the first one
0: wow i'm kind of surprised that you would go with bring it on Even
1: bring it on was a great spoof movie but the subsequent straight to dvd sequels they tried to play it off as straight and it didn't really work right on right on and then number one i'm going to go with um, best in show slash a mighty wind the uh, Christopher Guest
0: movies. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Really uh, good, really good. Those were really good mockumentaries that spoofed, you know, just that counterculture whole thing where they did the documentary on this one certain
0: subject and it was really good. I would also like to mention for an honorable mention for us, Not Another Movies. Remember they did Not Another Superhero Movie, Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah. It was one of them because I kind of picked on, like, I Can't Hardly Wait, which, as we've said before, yeah. I love as a teen comedy. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's it, you know what, spoof movies, or it's classy, I apply. Uh, let's give a shout-out to Chris Rock. CB4. Yep, CB4 <laughs> is a great one. <laughs> so let's give it out there. And, of course, the if you're talking about bad ones, the legend is, this is Spinal Tap. Yeah. Partially where I got your whole intro from. Although I don't take the left yeah. at, uh, in Cleveland. <laughs> All right. With that being said, that's going to bring us to this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. And of course, where would we be on this show and even in, in parts if we didn't find Kevin Smith? The bond that Kevin Smith has, and we've talked about this before, me and Diesel bonded and became friends because of Kevin Smith and our love of Kevin (laughs) Smith movies. Uh, uh, When we first met each other, the fact that we could quote Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was like, oh, shit, this is my friend. And and then our relationship obviously grew from there. So we we were huge influenced by Kevin Smith, of course. When we thought about doing podcasting, Kevin Smith was always saying, just do it and go out and do it. And we've said that before, and we said, fuck it, we're going to just go out and do it. And that's why we're here in four years little over four years later, we're still here. So once again, huge, huge, huge influence on a lot of things that we have done. And when we were thinking about a replacement, because we couldn't get out to see the movie we wanted to see, I was like, Easter time. What can we go that was Easter related? <laughs> and instantly I went, rats. Because Rats is an Easter movie. It takes place during spring break. The Easter Bunny even gets beat up at one point, actually jumped by Jay and Silent Bob. (laughs) The Easter Bunny was
1: accosted.
0: (laughs) Yes, he he got jumped. And uh, so as you guys know, we are still going to treat this like we treat every movie. We are going to hit you with the synopsis of the film. I'm going to go over who stars in the film, uh, you know, and all the, you know, the budget, all that. Uh, We're going to give our recommend or don't recommend. We will play the spoiler warning and then we will do a spoiler full, which once again, the movie came out in 1995. You know, so it's it's kind of out there, but still we'll we'll stick to the normal, just in case somebody hasn't seen Mallrats and probably should. There's some we have we do have younger listeners; they may have never seen Mallrats, and if you if you choose to see Mallrats, check out the whole Jersey Saga, folks. Check out Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jalen Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks Two, and then of course uh, Jalen Silent Bob Reboot, yep, which uh, we also did enjoy, and of course soon here Clerks Three, which is in production currently. All right. Can't wait to review that. So, synopsis of the movie. T.S., Jeremy London and his best friend Brody, Jason Lee, take a trip to the mall after their girlfriends break up with them. T.S.'s girlfriend, Brandy, played by Claire Flor- for Laney, wow, is participating in a dating game show at the mall, which was the initial cause of their breakup. Meanwhile, Brody's ex, Renee, played by Shannon Doherty, has begun dating sleazy store manager uh, for Shannon, Ben Affleck. His name is Shannon, which is really fucking weird. And this is a young Ben Affleck, by the way. One of his first roles. T.S. and Brody seek out ways to ruin the game. Show hunted all the while by Brandy's father, Jared, played by the great Michael Rucker. And uh, trust me, I'm a big fan of Michael Rucker (laughs) in this film. Uh, We will talk about that during the full-on review. Uh, So Clerks, like I said, it came out in 1995. As a matter of fact, it came out on October 20th. 1995. It was distributed by Gramercy Pictures and it was produced by View Askew Productions, Gramercy Pictures, and Alphaville Films as a runtime of 94 minutes for the theatrical edition. But if you have the extended edition at home, it's 123 minutes. Of course, as you know, Kevin Smith loved to put those DVD bonuses in yeah. and they're usually worthwhile to watch. Uh, of course, it was, writ- it was written and directed by Kevin Smith, produced by Sean Daniel, James Jackson, Scott Mosier. Cinematography was done by David Klein, edited by Paul Dixon, music by I and newborn and it stars as we mentioned uh, already shannon doherty jeremy london jason lee claire F- forlaney ben affleck priscilla barnes michael rucker and more it had a budget of 6.1 million dollars and it had a box office of 2.1 million uh as you'll recall the original kevin smith movies became cult classics almost instantly on dvd release and well at the time vhs vhs and that is how he kept going. And, of course, his first critically acclaimed and box office smash would be his follow-up to this, which would be Chasing Amy. So, there you go. That's, in a nutshell, all you need to know about Mallrats. Now, before we go into the spoiler this is going to be a non-spoiler. Recommend, do not recommend it. Why? Diesel, do you recommend this film? Why or why not?
1: This is one of the movies where it depends on who I'm talking to. But if you're listening to us... I highly recommend this film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you listen to this show, this is a recommended movie. If you have never seen it, you need to go watch it. I cannot stress this enough. It is hilarious. Once again, I gave you the whole list of the Jersey Saga. You need to watch the Jersey Saga. You can watch them front to back if you would like. You can watch them pretty much in any order. It might get confusing when you get into, like, Clerks 2 and yeah. and, and such. Because basically, it gets real confusing for Clerks the the sequels. Clerks 2 and James Silent Bob Reboot, if you don't watch the ones before that. Anything else you can really mix in although you won't get some of the jokes if you don't watch in order because they're all tied together Uh, so yeah I can't recommend this highly enough please go out and see it It's one of the funniest movies ever now if you find first of all if you find yourself a little conservative I'm sure you don't listen to this show Uh, we, we talk about too much dick and ball jokes and stuff so it's not I don't know why you would even make it this far so they wouldn't be for you if that so don't don't if you have a very religious or strict or very moral uh, mother father cousin brother friend don't suggest this movie for them <laughs> but if you're listening to this show and you you first of all you should tell anybody else that is of the same mind of you to be listening to this show you and uh, everybody like that should be watching this show
1: am I wrong oh not at all and uh but if your dad's overly conservative. Just
0: tell him, you know, you, you might want to watch this movie. You might have a thing for gummy nipples. By the way, cameo by the great Stan Lee. Yep. That's uh, not there. And uh, we'll talk about that more in depth in a minute. Because, ladies and gentlemen, here's where we're going to say goodbye to those of you who haven't seen the movie. If you've never seen 1995's Mallrats, this is where we're going to say, hey, go watch it. You know, pause right here. Go watch it. Come back and listen to the review. Or if you've seen this movie and or you don't care if it's spoiled because let's be honest this movie is what we're, we're at 17 years yeah uh, yeah 17 yeah. years we're at 17 years old no no, no, no. no 27 20, we're 20, fucking old yeah dude i had to add a fucking decade <laughs> oh man yeah i wanted to make sure i want to make believe i was younger diesel yeah yeah all right never mind i'm, I'm old yeah but anyways this is 27 year old movie guys so go ahead go ahead and go go and stop right now if not We're going to press forward with everybody else on board. Here is the alert. All right. Let's talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. And we're just going to mix it up here because I'm going to tell you what, this movie, if you're looking for a great storyline, this ain't it. If you're looking for a great plot, probably not that it. This is a comedy. Yep. True and true. Like, every other comedy out there that's great, you know, there is a loose-based storyline. Actually, there's a few different story arcs that go through the whole movie and also continue on into a greater saga. However, however, it is not, like, super coherent. Uh, but I like it like that. Yep. Also, this is the first movie that uh, Kevin Smith shot in color because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Clerks of course was in black and white uh, we do learn uh, I do believe famously I do not remember the critic but one of the critics uh, when this movie came out is that this is shot as a Kevin Smith movie which means the style is none at all I'm kind of shitting on the cinematography yeah. uh, which once again cinematography is not what you're here for it's a fucking comedy okay uh, one of the people that is near and dear and probably my favorite sub actor of this entire movie and we didn't mention him at all in the take, and I'll let you go with that, is, of course, the great Ethan Suppley, yep. And this is before he got all jacked and in shape. This is back when he was still, you know, a member of the Three Founders Podcast. Although we love Ethan Suppley and everything he's done for his health is fucking phenomenal. Cannot say enough good about it. But... Uh, I love the subplot of Ethan Suppley this whole time. Uh, if you, of course, if you guys know, if you're listening to this, hopefully you've seen the movie. Uh, he is staring at one of those pictures. Uh, what is, uh, Do you know what they officially call those? The pictures where it's like you're magic supposed to see. Eye. It's Magic Eye. See, I knew you would know that. For some reason, I'm like, this motherfucker knows. So he's looking at a Magic Eye photo of a sailboat. And the only reason we know, well, I mean, I saw it too. But the reason we know it's a sailboat because everybody who walks by him goes, oh, nice sailboat. Or something about the sailboat. And he's literally staring at this for an entire day at the mall because he can't see the fucking sailboat. He packed his lunch and everything. He packed his lunch and everything because he's like, today's going to be the day that I see this fucking sailboat. And he loses his shit at one point, which is (laughs) hilarious. But I think that that's probably, in a nutshell, one of my favorite subplots of this film.
1: Yeah, um, which gets tied up very nicely at the end.
0: Oh, yes. But,
1: uh, yeah, it's a great little subplot. You know, Ethan Supley is just... Wants to see the goddamn sailboat.
0: <laughs> when he blows up about it, it's fucking great. Yeah.
1: Ooh, oh, a schooner. Ah, oh, you silly little bastard. That's not a schooner. It's a sailboat. A sailboat is a schooner. <laughs> 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 That's
0: where we lead to the Easter Bunny. Oh, yeah. Then the Easter Bunny comes in. Yep. Uh, uh We also get the uh, one of my other favorite scenes, the farmer's market scene. Yep. Where we have the psychic with three nipples. Yep. But it's not really three nipples. What is just a gummy. Yep. (laughs) What do you
1: mean you're not seeing that? Yeah. This is one of those movies that me, you, and Ron have quoted through the entirety of our friendship and even before then. Oh, yeah. This is one of the classic Kevin Smith gems.
0: The originator of the chocolate-covered pretzel. The chocolate-covered pretzel, yep. Of course, uh, one of the funny liner notes to this, and Kevin Smith has talked about this in plenty of his interviews, is that uh, there was a scene, of course, there's a changing room scene where Jay and Silent Bob are in a changing booth in a women's uh, store and Shannon Doherty's character is trying on bras next to them and they have a hole, a a peephole, and they're looking in on it. And the joke was the original uh, movie had a cut of where uh, Silent Bob is jerking off. He pulls out. Well, you can't obviously see yeah. it, but you see the arm motion. And then at some point after, but well, when it, before it ends, you see jizz go up and over the outside and into it and gets into her hair. So later on, there is a part of the movie that they forgot to cut out on purpose where her hair is kind of matted. It was because of his jizz. <laughs> and the studio, and this is before Kevin Smith knew he could say no, the studio said, that will never work. It'll turn an audience off like that. Unfortunately, about two years later, something about Mary comes out. And there's a very famous jizz scene in Something About Mary where he rubs it in as gel into yeah. air. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that made that movie made a billion times more, as Kevin Smith said. And that was kind of where you learned, fuck it, I can just tell them no. I'm not yeah. taking shit out. <laughs> uh, cause obviously people did find it funny, but it's kind of funny to know that that is in there. Of course, uh, Bully Ben Affleck.
1: Bully Ben Affleck working at the higher end retail shop, the Aeropostale, the, you know, the, uh, the the higher end store before of they he's were a the pussy magnet. Oh, he is a pussy magnet, and he has a weird kink that we find out at the end of the movie. You know, he wants to be called one of the random names of the new kids on the blocks.
0: Now call me Donnie. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So you have at the end of the day the Stanley cameo, which we alluded to. Stanley is there. I don't know if he's just wandering the mall or doing a signing. He was doing a signing. I I, th- I thought yeah. so. And of course, uh, T.S. or not cs brody as we know brody's a huge comic book guy later would go on in this in the franchise to own his own comic book store and uh brody is is talking uh about uh, throughout the movie even before we meet stan about what superhero powers would you have to use for sex and he's like do you think that you know the thing do you think it's rock hard down there and, and gigantic how about the kryptonite condom like, because Superman's sperm is easily going to kill anybody yeah. because it's going to fucking shoot right through you. Yeah, it's going to be a if, shotgun blast. And, and even if it's not a shotgun blast, it's going to be radioactive. So, therefore, it's going to kill whoever gets it. Which, by the way, kind of teased a little bit what would happen with Spider-Man years later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those comic book fans out there didn't know. Uh, and, of course, eventually, he gets to meet Stan Lee and continue that con- conversation with Stan Lee. Of course, the great Stan Lee line. Kryptonite condom. sheesh what are these kids thinking about?
1: <laughs> Which was great though, because Stanley gives us great performance, you know, trying to give love advice and using love as a basis for how he created most of his characters. And yep, poor old Brody is just
0: fixiated on the sex. <laughs> obsessed with superhero sex organs. Yeah. Uh, of course he has a good sex scene in the elevator with Shannon Doherty. Yep. <laughs> uh but Noah. Uh, there's so many great, great things. Uh, of course, the dating, Of course, they hire. In a way, they hire Jay and Silent Bob. To help take down the match game, yep. which is a big elaborate plan. Uh, that First time we get to see Blunt Man and Chronic, by the way, yep. as well, because they become Blunt Man and Chronic for for the gig. Uh, I, I still think my favorite James Sly and Bob moment in this whole movie is beating up the Easter Buddy. They jump the Easter Buddy, yeah. like literally. They're like, we're going to jump his ass. And then they do. For noble <laughs> reasons. They thought they were helping out to yes. They did think, the, oh, that goddamn <laughs> buddy's going to get it. So they jump the fucking Easter Bunny. <laughs> so there's a great scene of them jumping the Easter Bunny and throwing the decorations on. Like, it's 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 fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. So. Who
1: can forget Michael Worker's ass? <laughs> yes, indeed. The, the towel scene where he comes out of the shower and he's, like, doing, like, karate moves and the towel drops. And you just see a hey, beautiful ass, I must say.
0: <laughs> uh, absolutely. Of course, like I said before, the chocolate-covered pretzels. Uh, T.S., you know, he was he was wiping his his ass and his crotch region reaching into this bag and then offers them to Michael Roker, who is eating them up while licking his fingers. And then (sighs) at at the same time, trying to get him escorted out of the mall, which, which he does. He does. And takes the bag of pretzels with him. Yes. But those pretzels were tainted. They were tainted pretzels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, man. There's too much really, like really, really good fucking lowbrow humor. Very Very lowbrow. But also, if you're a nerd and a comic book nerd, there's a lot of our humor in it as well. Once again, reasons being that if you listen to this show, this, this movie is never going to offend you. I can understand why some would be offended. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> but with that being said, is there any negatives in this movie? Like I said, the, I, my only negatives I really have for the movie is like, like any other comedy... The storyline goes out the window at sometimes in the plot and they have two they have a bunch of intertwining storylines going together and it's very complicated for what it is but it never gets too complicated to watch. It's still fun to watch. Yeah. It just doesn't it's it's a normal comedy. The storyline and plot will always be sacrificed for the joke and I have no complaints really about it.
1: Yeah, like I can see anybody's complaints especially critics where, you know, the story is not there. You can't really say anything bad about the acting. The acting's fine. But like the cinematography line, you're not going to see this for the cinematography. There are a, a ton of faults with this movie, but they are overshadowed by the greatness that is this movie.
0: Absa freaking lutely, Diesel. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Well, even though Ron is not here, you're gonna get a chance to become the champion. Because Diesel it's
2: Time to play the game. Time to play the game!
0: That's right, it's time to play the game, Diesel, because it's a good, fun way to give out the rest of the internet scores before we give ours. But we play it a little differently when Ron's not here. Well, usually it's it's been you in the past, and Ron's gotten a crack at this, so I'm gonna explain it. Usually it's Price's Right rules, closest without going over, unless there's a tiebreaker. But in the cases, in the case of this, it is a 10-point differential. So in other words, you can be within 10 points above or below, and you get the point, if not, your opponent gets the point, and if it's you know, it, there's no wiggle room. Yeah, but there's four of them. We're still going to do four of them, but it's going to be pretty much decided within three. So if you get two right, you win. If you get uh, if you get two or three, if you get three right, you win. If you get two right, you automatically win. But we'll give you the split. No. All right, are you ready? Because there'll always be a reason to have that fourth one in there. So within ten points, Diesel. We're going to start well with IMDb though. With it's them. not within. It's within one. Yep. Because that's the same as 10, because gives you points. Because out of IMDb, out of 10 using points, what did they give Mallrats? 6.5. Diesel. You get the point. Actually, you were under, because it was 7 out of 10. Okay. All right, next up. TV Guide. Out of 100%, what did they give
1: Mallrats? Ooh, TV Guide. This is like a wild card one. I'm going to say... Well, it's an old movie, that's why. I'm going to say 56.
0: Diesel. It is one in one because it's 41%. 41%. Ooh, within 15. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Not within 10 yep. though. All right. Next up out of 100% rotten tomatoes.
2: Uh,
0: rotten tomatoes.
1: I'm going to stick with. Right around the 65% mark. Yeah. 65.
0: You're gonna say 65 diesel? Yep. Is that your final answer? Final answer. You take home the victory, because you got two out of the first three. It was fifty-seven percent diesel. Ooh. So very much under the wire if you, you were very close. But now for funsies, those those pesky Google users, what did they give Mall rats? 82. Dude, you would have been in with the five. It was oh, eighty-seven percent. Eighty-seven percent beautiful way to go you are the new champion ron will have to challenge your throne next week so way to win it out there yep you would actually have gotten three out of four (laughs) but the two out of three in the beginning is good all right diesel it is now time to give our scores for the film of course i will give a critical score of the film after but The more important score is the nerd score. And of course, that is an entertainment score. That means, as we've explained on the show numerous times, a movie like Maximum Overdrive, which is a terrible movie. I would give it a 2 out of 10 on the scale, but I would give it a 4 out of the 5 on ours. I would just take my money on our scale because it's a super entertaining film to watch. That is why it is a little different the scale goes as follows a one is no that means under no circumstances should you see this movie a two is you've been warned that means it's not as bad as a a no but it still is going to be probably a waste of your time and there's no reason to see this movie or go out of your way to see it a three is ah, it's good which means it's an average movie it's it's not a bad movie but it's not a great movie so giving it a watch is fine but i wouldn't pay for it i wouldn't rent it from from amazon probably just wait until it's on netflix or somewhere else or like this movie movie you can watch it on the peacock cock cock the peacock of course a four is just take my money that means if it's in the theater you should probably go see it there if it's uh for rent or buying you should probably either rent or buy the movie it is a great movie to watch you're gonna have a lot of fun with it and you're gonna enjoy it it is better than good it is great It is a just take my money out of four. And then last but not least, the five slot is saved for the rarefied air that is Certified Nerd. And Certified Nerd movies are instant classic movies. They are the movies that you're going to watch multiple times. They're going to be added into your rotation in your collection. They are the movies that whenever they are on, you'll probably stop and watch them because they are that damn good. That is the Nerd Scale, Diesel. Diesel, what do you give Mallrats on the Nerd Scale?
1: This is probably the lowest critically reviewed movie that i will give an absolute five to the amount of times this movie gets quoted in our friend groups this is probably the easiest kevin smith movie to get into this is absolutely certified nerd for me
0: certified nerd for diesel you know i've been on the fence about this because i don't know so i'm going to err i'm actually not going to be able to give it certified nerd i am actually just going to give it a just take my money but a very strong just take my money the reason being this is not technically my favorite kevin smith saga movie or kevin smith movie period not saying that it's bad but there's a couple other in the saga and i'm not going to ruin it now because we're going to be watching you know we'll probably over time do all of them uh that i'm definitely a certified nerd on and this just misses it just personally for me now with that being said this is one of the funniest and easily quotable films that he has ever done this is a straight comedy a lot of the other ones have a deeper meaning or there's some kind of catch and i think that's what drives them over for me however it's not lost upon me that this movie is still great. It is on the cusp. I could have said Certified Nerd, but it was just on the cusp, and I just couldn't do it. With that being said, on my critical scale, I actually give this movie a 6.5 out of 10. Um, I would say that this is not the lowest of the, all Kevin Smith movies, because there's that movie called Jersey Girl out there. <laughs> Classic. Uh, but uh, with that being said, as far as this, once again, this is one of my, and, and I, I, I hate to say least favorite of the, of, of his movies. But I like all the movies in such a high standard that this really is my least favorite. Like, I can't put it behind... I can't put Clerks behind it. I it, The only movie that I could even come close to putting behind, but I really liked it because I, I... Especially when it came out, the movie means a little more to me is Dogma, but I wouldn't even put that behind. What about Chasing Amy? Chasing Amy, I think, is a masterpiece. Okay. I'm one of those people that fall on the side of uh, that was the movie, and like I said, we'll, we'll talk about it some other time with full review, but I will say this. I'm one of those people that that just like when Hollywood was like oh this motherfucker can write that's where I was oh, like yeah. this motherfucker can write like it's it's a great movie uh, like I don't think it's his funniest p- yeah. picture but it's like his I think it's his masterpiece film as far as like oh shit this is a really really good movie in my opinion yep. it's up there believe it or not with Red State which most people uh, most people would be like Red State really <laughs> If you have you ever seen fucking Red State it's really good uh, just I don't know why it got shitted on so much because people just didn't see it but I promise if you watch it it's actually a really good movie uh, but with that being said, I digress. We'll, we'll definitely review those at a d- separate time. But yeah, I I would say 6.5 out of 10, which is still great yeah. for a fucking comedy. Uh, I think that this movie, like I said, very funny. If we're going by fucking Laughs Alone. If Laughs Alone, this is a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Quotable, it's 10 out of 10. Like, like But it's just the, the disjointment of the story. And like I said, I just compare it to some of his other writing going, Oh, these movies, in my critical eye, are better. But... I still love this movie. I will still watch this movie at any time it's on. I own every single uh, part of the the collect- as a matter of fact, I own I think I own this movie more than any other because there's been so many uh, director's cuts and shit. Yeah. Cause I have the I have a VH I have the VHS of all of these. So I have the VHS, I have the DVD, I have a special edition DVD, and now I have the the steel book Blu-ray of this. <laughs> so and I mean I have them all for all the Jersey Saga films. Uh, so so that's how much of a fan I am. Uh, so I still love this movie and I probably watch it every other year yeah. like on a scale every other year unless it's on television. I'm just happen to flip by but yeah, absolutely mall rats. Great great film. Uh, let us know what you think about it though because it's great. Of course next week's 3FN movie club. We will be reviewing uh, The Nicolas Cage film that's coming out uh, The I, unbearable
1: weight of massive talent.
0: Yes. Yes. Nice. I cannot wait to see this movie um, I see they gonna be terrible or it's going to be amazing, but I, I think it's going to be funny either way. Yeah. Uh, but I cannot wait to see this movie. So we'll be reviewing that next week on the 3FN Movie Club Review. And, of course, we're going to hit you off with a special one this week for Everywhere... Or what is it? Everywhere, Anywhere, All at Once? or Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah, see, I keep saying it wrong. I keep, I've, I've, I've convinced myself of it wrong in my head. And, of course, uh, next week I will do an extra one for The Northman, because I'm going to go see that as well. Uh, but... It is time for us to pay some bills now. It is time for us to do some shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. Type three, fat nerds into any search bar for any podcast provider. And then booyah, kasha, there we are. Of course, uh, you know, you could uh, also make sure you smash that follow or subscribe button so the show gets delivered to you automatically each and every week we're
1: also on facebook type in that search bar three fat nerds podcast there you're gonna find our page you're gonna like our page you're gonna comment rate review help us spread the word of nerd
0: we're also on uh twitter instagram and tiktok at three fat nerds pod remember for all the social medias use that hashtag 3 fnpod whenever
1: talking about the show and if you need more long form and want to complain about something we said three
0: fat nerds at gmail.com Of course, that brings me to the double duty. First of all, make sure you're following us over on Twitch.tv slash 607podcast every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Myself and Ken M. from the Ultra Duro Parlay Hour Podcast bring you 607TWS, where we talk all things pro wrestling. Of course, if podcast form is your, uh, uh, your preferable way, you can find that anywhere. You get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. Of course... This week's side note, we are coming to you because of a snowstorm at a special date and time. That is Wednesday, the 20th of April at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is when 607TWS will be coming to you this week due to weather conditions. Uh, Of course, also coming up at uh, 607Podcast on Twitch, we've got on April 30th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Three Fat Nerds four-year
2: extravaganza
0: party live on twitch we're going to be all the nerds are going to be here plus we got got to have some guests like we do every year and we will be breaking down and having a lot of fun with the original willy wonka and the chocolate factory it's going to be a lot of fun and i cannot wait to do that with these fine fine gentlemen and ladies who may be joining us of course uh make sure you're following us there because there's other things coming out also, if you'd like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month and get a ton of extra bonus content, you can do that on Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions. Uh, you know, it really does help out the show. You do get a lot of bonus content, including the Three Fat Nerds podcast. You get it the night that we record, Monday nights after we're done recording. We, I put it right up, and it's the uncut, uncensored, uncooked edition, plus... You get everything else that we do early. And on top of that, there's some bonus shows that go down on Patreon. And even when we do the bonus shows that we put out for real, like the movie reviews we're going to be doing, guess what? We put them out on Patreon first. So it's a good thing. And it also does help us do everything around here. The podcasting, the streaming, everything we got going on is because of people, of viewers like you on Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions.com. H-T-T-P colon. Double backslash eight
1: one double deuce P R O D U C T I O N
0: S.com. Of course it was Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions. I jumped right into my next thing because 8122Productions.com. <laughs> visit that for all things 8122 Productions, including the Three Founders podcast, Horror Zone 607, 607 TWS, friends of the show, like Sci Fi Horror Fest going down August 26th and 27th at the Vernon Downs Casino in Vernon, New York. Uh, great guests already uh, listed and more to come. Of course, friends like the Ocho Parley Parlay, our podcast, they're listed there as well. Uh, musical guests who contribute stuff to the show, like the people who do our music. Shout out the robots, shout out to them also floodlands second suitor Tom Jolu uh, the Jasons from West Virginia and the Foss from Melbourne, Australia thank you for allowing us to use their music Uh, all of them are listed in the sites and links to get to their music of course you can support all those great bands on Spotify YouTube Music and Bandcamp also there's a link up there for our T Public Store buy some merch buy some swag we got some new stuff coming out in the near future that does help support us Uh, all the links that we mentioned already are up there as well of course if you have a problem finding any of those links they are in the liner notes for this show and lastly on 8122productions.com we have our local sponsors that help us bring you this show commercial free each and every week but we're going to give them a shout out right now because they mean a lot to us and first of all the people who provide us with the 8122 production studios that's right Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York, for all your Magic: the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607, and you want to find out about what events are going on in the store, it's simple: like their page on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to, Rex to rods Auto
1: Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389 when you're ready to put the pride back in your ride don't forget to tell them through fat nerds at you boy
0: the way that i have marbles in my mouth i am glad that we are not doing the wrestling show tonight because <laughs> i had barely made it through this show so i apologize to anybody who caught that i don't think it was that awful it was no, that bad you no. i don't think it was that little hiccups and me saying words but also we were trying to beat the fucking bad weather too and get this show out to each and every one of you so with that being said Thank you guys for tuning in and gals, I should say. Sorry, guys and gals. I don't want to I don't want to uh, offend any of our lady listeners or people who identify as lady listeners or whatever cases. Thank you all. You all we love you all no matter what. Diesel will mouth kiss all of you. We love you long time all of you. It does not matter. He does not care. He, he his love is big enough for everybody. I will also mouth kiss you. I mean, my wife might get mad about that, but I would do it completely. So that's why we offer up Diesel because he has nobody to get mad at him. But with that being said, we love all of you. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you were entertained by our bullshit. (laughs) And uh, we'll be spewing more bullshit next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, for myself, for Diesel, I got to say, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And last but certainly not least, later, nerds. Tell them, Steve Dave. You know what? I think it looks like a goddamn motorboat. (laughs)
2: Just will i